Welcome back, H&H listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. We are so thankful that you do. We have heard from so many of you um, encouragement, and you're our cheerleaders, and so we just want to thank you for that. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Taves, and this is my sister and co-host, Heidi Bolt. Hi, friends. We are excited to have you here listening with us. It's Heather and I feel like we pull a chair up to the table and have a talk with you. Yeah. Um, not talk at you, but converse with you. Yeah. And just, we would love that. We'd love if this was like a feedback. <laughs> I know, if they could actually answer. O- open it up and yeah. have conversation. Yeah. Um, but we do get that through your response and mm-hmm. the conversations it creates outside of this podcast. So yes, that's awesome. The so thank you. Yeah, yes, thank thanks you for, for the feedback. Well, and also if you are not familiar with the format of our podcast, we want to just have conversations about um, not shallow things, Heidi. Sometimes we talk about <laughs> not just chit chat. No, not chit chat, <laughs> but about ordinary things in our lives yeah. and how we can start to view them as extraordinary, or how I love this, how our responses to right. ordinary things, whether they be great, fun, ordinary things, or hard, ordinary things, mm-hmm. how our responses can be extraordinary. And Heidi, there is really on, only one answer, and that is through Jesus Christ. Right. He is the only reason we can respond to things in our lives, and we'll get to talk about this in a little bit, but that we can respond in an extraordinarily peaceful, loving, kind way. Absolutely. Um, so if you are feeling like life is just ordinary, or you are feeling like there is nothing special about me. We just want to say, no, don't mm-hmm. believe that lie. It mm-hmm. is from Satan. Um, we are all so ordinary. I mean, Heidi, just a few minutes ago, I had a massive pile of laundry on my floor. Yeah. And I had a child in the bathroom freaking out about mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so just all of these ordinary things that we all experience that we can just go through our day and say, God, you are still good. Mm-hmm. And we are going to respond in a way that is different from the world. Right. That is God honoring. Um, and it doesn't always mean it's going to be easy, that our response is going to be easy, but it means that we have the strength to know where does our source of strength come from? Yeah. You know, we have the knowledge and the wisdom to know where our strength comes from. Yeah. Um, so the other day, Heather, just a cute story about my son. He's six and he's just kind of, I feel like, okay, so I think in, um, our children's lives up until the time they're about like five, five and a half, mm-hmm. they like actually think they're one in the same with their mother. Right. I because mean, in, in certain times, you know, those young children would have still needed their mom's right. sustenance to live. Right. Not anymore. Right. Um, thanks to like drive through and grocery stores. Yeah. But, true. um, so he's just kind of crossed that line of realizing he's his own person. He has his own feelings and opinions and, um, you know, personality. And the other day he was kind of, self-deprecating mm-hmm. and having some negative thoughts that he was letting come into his spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we had this really fun, lighthearted conversation. I didn't want to make it too heavy, like, yeah. son, this is the enemy talking to you. Yeah. But I was like, hey, Cross, I said, oftentimes in life, we have two voices that speak to us. Mm-hmm. One voice is good, and he tells us all things that are right and true mm-hmm. and, and fun and uplifting and mm-hmm. encouraging and and full of truth. And I said, and that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. I said, and then there's the enemy of the Holy Spirit. And he tries to tell us all things that are bad and dark and ucky and gross. Right. And I said, he lies to you all the time. Mm. And so we had this whole conversation about where do you think that thought come from? Mm. It came from which side, Mm -hmm. good or evil. Mm -hmm. And then we just did this funny thing where we determined it was from the evil Mm -hmm. side. And so we pretended to write it down on a piece of paper and then in the air, crumble it up Mm. and kick it into the trash can and then we set an imaginary fire to it and blew it up in the trash can and he, that's awesome by the end of it was just cracking up and cheering mm-hmm. and giggling and the little boy came back out of him yeah um but it just kind of has stuck with me yeah. for a few days going mm-hmm. yeah that's so true I think I used that as a lesson I kind of downplayed it to him yeah because what I was hearing come out of him was was hard stuff yeah but I downplayed it, but I was like, how often do we adults need to do that? Yep, like, that's right. throw it in the trash can, but don't leave it there because you're right. going to be tempted to pull it back out. That's right. Set fire to it. Let's light it on fire. And, and watch it blow up. Yep, yep. let it <laughs> And burn. be done with it. Yep, that's right. So, yeah. And I think sometimes we actually need to do a physical act mm-hmm. for something to get rid of something. Sometimes even just saying it out loud yeah. and speaking it out loud and speaking against it is enough, you yeah. know, just to get it out of our minds and stop believing those lies. So Heidi, um, 
today's a chat, Mm -hmm. so it's just you and I, and we don't have any extra guests on. Um, And we actually want to talk about some kind of hard things today. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be very vulnerable and share some of the things that you've been going through in the last four months, Mm -hmm. specifically because you've gotten some answers in the last four months. Mm -hmm. So can you talk to our listeners about four months ago when you were finally able to have a title, have a name to what has been going on with your health. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to probably take it back um, almost two decades ago where I started feeling some of the symptoms that I've dealt with for the better part of my adult life. Um, Things like severe migraines, um, just a heaviness sometimes where it almost feels like a depression, but I knew it wasn't depression. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, there's something there. What mm-hmm. is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I always had people that um, were, you know, in the medical field that would kind of write it off and be like, oh, it's just this or it's just that. Mm-hmm. But I always knew, like I always knew in my spirit that there was something more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had children. And after my second child, the symptoms got much, much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward to, I had my third child, our third child in May of last year Mm -hmm. and it got way worse. Mm -hmm. What Um, do you, what do you mean by worse? Can you tell us um, how you were feeling? Yeah. Like extreme fatigue, chronic fatigue. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not an anxious person Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Like I'm able to really faith anything Mm -hmm. truly. I, I think, you know, God's word says that some of us are given the gift of faith Mm -hmm. and I know without a doubt that's one of my gifts. Um, so extreme fatigue, um, like easily overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by things that never would have overwhelmed me in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, my heart racing, Mm -hmm. um, feeling like, um, like just a heaviness, like, Mm -hmm. like a depression, Mm -hmm. but not depression, Mm -hmm. knowing that there is something there. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I started to go to my doctor for answers. And long story short, after a long effort of blood draws and results, um, they found what they thought was just the root cause, which was simply low progesterone, which sounds simple. Right. But for a female, it's not that simple. Right. Um, And it was severely low. Yeah. Like they couldn't even detect it in my system at all. Right. Like there's, there's, it's a miracle that you have your babies. Yeah, yeah. Like, I probably should not have children yeah. um, based on that blood draw. Yeah. Um, but God is so good. And yes. he He gave me those children. And so that's kind of been a journey to try and increase that. In the process of that, I was not feeling any better. Maybe worse. Um, symptoms getting worse. And um, anyway, I kept pushing and kept persisting, um, knowing that, finally, I've got to do something to make myself feel better. Cause just being super honest, it's starting to affect my family. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't have energy. Um, there's things like, I feel like I can't function just in a normal day mm-hmm. without what I would call just having a, a severe crash mm-hmm. where I get to about 11 o'clock in the morning and I cannot wait for bedtime to mm-hmm. roll around cause yeah. I cannot function. Right. Um, so anyway, long story short, God ended up opening the door for me to have a new physician and through meeting with her and um, through some of the discernment that she's had, um, they in May diagnosed me with a disease called Hashimoto thyroiditis. And <laughs> it's a long word. Yeah, it's a long word. Um, it's a big term. They shorten it to Hashi. Okay. Um, but it is an autoimmune disease. And okay. they said it's usually undiagnosed for up to 10, 10 to 20 years. Wow. So it's probably been undiagnosed for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all of the symptoms that I have are right in line with what this is. Mm-hmm. Migraines, mm-hmm. Uh, chronic fatigue, um, easily irritated, mm-hmm. which I'm like, this, yeah, <laughs> this, this is so not me though. Right, like I'm right. not usually easily irritated. Right. Um, feeling like you're depressed. Okay. And the interesting thing is, so this woman walked into the room after looking at my labs, had never met me, yep. and she said... I'm so interested to find out, has anyone ever tried to tell you you're depressed? Hmm. And I said, yes, for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, she and you've said, actually had people want to put you on antidepressants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a, as a, like, let's just do this easy fix. Based on really no research about your actual symptoms. Right. Yeah. Not even based on lab work. Just based, based on. Based on their opinion of right. what they thought was wrong. Right. Um, 
So she, she said, if anyone ever tells you that again, you just smack them in the face. <laughs> hmm. And I was kind of like, thank you. It kind of brought yeah. validation to the fact yeah. that I knew what I, what I was feeling. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't depressed. Yeah. Um, so it was just, that's been a journey to find out what that looks like for me. Um, it's going to require some lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. um, changing some, I have a very clean diet. Right. Uh, it's going to require. You already had a I already, very clean diet. I already did. Yes. Probably one of the cleaner diets of anyone I know. Yes. I don't say that pridefully. I just no. say that to say it's not as if I were filling my body with junk. Right. Um, like right. I've always worked out. Yeah. Um, People always give me like kind of a, I kind of get given a hard time like, oh, it must be so tough to be tall and skinny. Yeah. And for a while I kind of let it go. And now I'm like, well, I actually work yeah. to have a healthy body. Right. You know, I work out. Right. I eat healthy. Right. I make wise choices. Um, and so that's been something I've done for a lifetime. Yeah. And so getting this news, honestly, Heather, it was pretty devastating mm-hmm. um, because I kind of felt like I was the last person who I would kind of expect to get this kind of diagnosis considering my lifestyle. Right. And so um, that's been a process to kind of just mentally download that to go, Mm -hmm. wow, okay. Um, But there's also hope because Mm -hmm. with the right treatment, with the right therapy, you can go into remission. Okay. And so I'm I'm not claiming that I have Hashimoto disease because I do believe that God can heal me. Absolutely. But I also believe that it might take a process some hard work. and some hard work and yeah. a journey yeah. and some sacrifice, you know, honestly, yeah. like I don't want to have to give up bread right. and gluten right. and maybe even silly things like um, coffee and tomatoes, things <laughs> that sound funny, right? but for whatever reason, they don't know why, but the way those, some of those things are made up, our body is attacking those thinking it's part of the disease. Crazy. So, yeah. So some crazy stuff that I've been learning. Um, and then more recently, uh, they found out that they may have, they may, I may have a second disease called celiac disease, hmm. um, which I have a dear friend who has celiac disease and she miscarried eight children hmm. and is now on a very strict diet mm-hmm. where she can't even be around wheat or gluten of mm-hmm. any type because yeah. her body reacts so severely. So it's just interesting have because, um, I feel like everything I'm reading and everything I'm learning through my new physician, it's eye-opening to go, wow, this has existed for so much longer than it has been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that at least gives me some hope to know that there's maybe an end in sight and right. that there are things I can do to feel better. Right. Because um, at this point, I really am willing to do anything to feel better. Because um, you're at the point where you really it really is affecting every area of your life. A hundred percent. I mean, you're... Your marriage is feeling it, not in a, like, your marriage is ruined by right, any right, means. Just, right. It's just, it's, it's stressful. It, it's, on, a, it's a strain. It's it's affecting, yeah. you know, how you can care for your children mm-hmm. because you're exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. How you can be involved in their activities. Yeah. Um, I mean, just being super honest, we help lead a church yeah. with you and your husband and yeah. some other close couple friends of ours. Yeah. And recently we had a big church picnic. Yeah. Normally, I would love that scene. Yeah, I would that would be your yeah in that scene. Yeah, that would be your cup of tea, like being with all the people and yeah. finding out how they're doing. Yeah, and- I would love that. And as we were driving there, I had the thought, like, maybe I'll leave the air conditioning running in the truck and I'll just stay in the truck and nap. Yeah, because I was so exhausted and it was only nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. Um. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is just uh, the tendency is to want to just pull out a like cut back on it. And yeah. the hard thing is that you don't look ill. Yeah. You know, people are like, well, you look great. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. The diagnosis isn't cancer. It's right. not something that people go, oh my gosh, oh, she's, she's sick. Right. You know, and I think the hard thing is a lot of times people think you're making it up. Yeah. People think the symptoms are put on when it's convenient mm-hmm. to put them on. Yeah. And that can't be farther from the truth. Right. Um, if you study autoimmune disease at all, mm-hmm. the, the, the side effects are, are really, really rough to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I would say that just from knowing you really well and from being um, involved in this with you from the beginning, you have a, an incredible ability, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good, to sort of fake your way through it. Yeah. When push you're through. Yeah. pushed through. Yeah. When, because you're just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push through this. I'm going to keep going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. I'm going to do, you know, and so you, you're still, you're still at the picnic and you're still 
you know, caring for people and mm-hmm. you're still doing all the things that you need to be doing where, you know, this is going to be a season now where you have to really go, wow, I have to get healthy. Yeah. I have to focus on myself yeah. and get so that I can then keep going yeah. down the road. Yeah. I have a dear friend who has a similar autoimmune disease and she said the hardest part for her, she's wired a lot like me, has been the judgmental spirit of people mm-hmm. not understanding mm-hmm. that like, well, why can't you serve and lead mm-hmm. in kids' church? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't you host the dinner for mm-hmm. this small group? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, why aren't you going to go on this retreat? Right. You know, because she, like, she expressed, she's like, every little thing I add may set me back two whole weeks right. where I can't function for my family. Right. And I can so relate to that. Right. Um, because it has gotten to that point. And pregnancy in women for this specific disease, um, induces it triggers right these and you responses had three in your body quick well you had five pregnancies in quick succession correct the yeah. first two you lost and yep. then you have your three yep children here on earth and yep. that was i mean five was what six years yeah five pregnancies in six years is yeah. a lot yeah um so yeah i can relate to her when she says it's hard because because you don't look sick um you just it I, the way i can express it is you feel i feel like i have the flu all the time okay the exhaustion mm-hmm. the achiness yeah the like you know how your chest throbs um yeah. that like those, you don't want to get out of bed and you can't when you do then you can't wait to get back to absolutely bed. yeah yeah that's exactly yeah. how it how it feels yeah. so my encouragement to anyone listening yeah if you feel any symptoms in yeah. your body that you know are off push for answers mm-hmm. you know start with some blood tests mm-hmm. and and find out um but but evaluate your lifestyle too mm-hmm. you know if you're filling yeah. your body with fuel that is all bad food right that might be where you start mm-hmm. but if you're filling your body with things that are healthy uh-huh. for you and should be fueling your body and you're still not right then look for answers yeah. um and you had to push i did you had to get in there and say i am not well mm-hmm. finally after all these years yeah. of kind of just letting letting the doctors not really find out what the root was yeah you yeah. had to finally go, I have to have answers because yeah. I can't go on like this. Yeah. And you finally, God finally brought someone in the I, medical field that listened. I prayed specifically. I, yeah. I literally remember, um, <laughs> I remember I was getting ready one morning and I was so exhausted. And, and, I, and I just said out loud, I said, God, you have to put someone in my path that can help me discern what is wrong with me. Yeah. And um, within two days from that prayer, I had four women unsolicited tell me, you should start going to a specific women's <laughs> center and see a specific person. And they all said the same person. They all said the same person. Yeah. And she could help you figure out, because I, at that point, thought, this is just um, a hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's where it started. And yeah. then it's pretty, you know, since May, we're now here. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually been at her practice since February. So in okay. February is when it all started. Okay. And then in May is when we got the diagnosis. Okay. So what, so, um, you are not well yet. No. You're in the throes <laughs> of still feeling desperate, still feeling yeah, pretty, it, pretty low. Yeah. You have answers, mm-hmm. but now you're in that place of having to go, okay, how do I, what is the hard work that I have to do mm-hmm. to feel better? So you, you probably don't feel like you have the energy to do that hard work. I don't. It feels overwhelming. Yeah. Um, it's a whole process of trying to eliminate the correct foods and then mm-hmm. maybe weaning in the correct foods, right. but then maybe removing them again. And um, it does feel overwhelming. It's I kind of, one day I told Kip, I said, I feel most days like someone's taken me and put me into a massive mud pit all mm-hmm. the way up to my shoulders and said, okay, now walk across mm. this whole mud pit. Mm. You know, like it feels impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, or like you're in the middle of the ocean drowning mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how to survive. Right. Um, and that seems really desperate to say, but that's really truly how it feels most days. Right. Just, fun- I mean, just being a mom of three littles. Right. Is and, exhausting enough. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and you throw in some other things in our life that we have, um, yeah. helping lead a church. And right. my husband having a full-time career, that's right. pretty demanding. Right. Um, big families. Right. Lots of friends. Right. Um, lots of people wanting lots of parts people that of my time. Count on you. Yeah. And rely on you. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it, it is. It's been pretty overwhelming, but I just I I have so much hope mm-hmm. because I do believe that my God is able, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason He's allowing this mm-hmm. um, in order to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather, I look at everything I've walked through in my life. The other day, I was forced to list my health history for mm-hmm. my own 
remembering because a mm-hmm. lot of times my brain is super foggy mm-hmm. through this illness and I can't always recall. So I was listing it all out and I began to notice this theme of extreme hardships mm-hmm. that have hit my life, my husband's life, my little family's life. And I almost start. I really did start to laugh and I was like, dude, I am a freaking threat to the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> and I started to rejoice in it yeah. and laugh. Yeah. And honestly, I was like mocking the enemy. Mm. I'm like, you have <laughs> misjudged mm-hmm. who you have attacked. Mm-hmm. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world is what God's word says. And I am a daughter of the king. That's right. My husband is a son of the king. My children are being raised to have reverence for King Jesus. That's right. And so... You know, just their prayer lives alone, Satan picked the wrong family to meddle with. That's right. And the thing is this, Heather, like, this isn't something that he just decided to start launching these little attacks in February of 2017. Right. Like, he has gone, I mean, the years of attacks. I think people that don't know me intimately Mm -hmm. would not know that based Mm -hmm. on just casual observation. Mm Because it does seem, like, I'll be the first to say, Mm -hmm. I have a great life. Right. Like from, I have a great life. Right. And I and I want to say something to that point. I think it's really easy for all of us mm-hmm. to look at someone's outsides. Yeah. To look at the sort of the Instagram shots or even just the who you see on a Sunday morning or who you see when you pick your kids up from yeah. school yeah. and think, Assume. well, they have a nice car and they always look put together and their kids are well behaved or they seem to have a good marriage or they go out to eat a lot or whatever it is that you're assuming about mm-hmm. the the outside yeah. and then and we think their life is easy clearly it's easy and i i yeah. i know i am so yeah. guilty of that but i've also had and i think you have too have had that said about against us oh like, sure well, they have it all together life mm-hmm. is easy for them of course it's easy for them to trust jesus because life has been must be good to be them yeah. must be good to be it them it is yeah. good to be me <laughs> it is you I know love, and i was just thinking too james one talks about faith mm-hmm. and endurance and i just love it so mm-hmm. much and it says dear brothers and sisters when troubles of any kind yeah it doesn't say easy troubles <laughs> yeah. when troubles of any kind come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy, joy yeah for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow so let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect and complete needing nothing, nothing. yeah that is so powerful yeah that's so powerful yeah okay so i want to launch into this past week, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Sure. So you're in this sort of overwhelming muck, state. This middle of this middle <laughs> yeah. place of being yeah. overwhelmed. Of yeah. like I've got this diagnosis now. Yeah. What does that look for my family moving forward? And even you and your husband navigating some how do we move forward as yeah. a family? How mm-hmm. do we make decisions for you, mm-hmm. you know, physically, but then how does that affect the rest of the family too? Right. Like, are you making lifestyle changes in food for your whole family? Right. Or are you going to cook two separate meals all the time? Like, yeah. That's, that's not an easy, like it's hard enough just to get meals on the table. Heck yes. So <laughs> now what does that look like? And right. that's like, that's a process. Yeah. So Sunday comes mm-hmm. this past Sunday mm-hmm. and, um, you actually had turned to me and said we were going to, um, meet up with some people after church and you turned to me and you said, Hey, I think we're going to pass today. Mm-hmm. I have nothing left in my tank. Mm-hmm. And I said, totally fine. Go yeah. home, get some rest. Yeah. So we were still at church, which is about four minutes from your house. Yeah. Um, my phone rings and it's you on the other end of the line. Mm-hmm. You had taken your family and driven home and you said, someone broke into our house. Mm-hmm. We think they might still be in there. Can you come? Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, right away, like, you know, there's, several of us still standing there and we're all like get in our cars hurry go 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 yeah, go yeah we, we speed over to your house um pick up from there because this was just three days ago yeah Two so days ago. okay so when Kim and I got married 14 years ago um it, I had never lived outside of my parents home because I traveled with ministry opportunities but they weren't long enough term to live away from them. Mm-hmm. So my home base was always my parents' home. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, it was the first time I had been outside of their home. Mm-hmm. And so we got married in May and that either November or December, it was December because we had our Christmas tree set up. So it was December. Um, we had a home invasion 
Okay. And Kip was working second shift at that time. So mm-hmm. I'm giving you this backstory right. for a reason. Mm-hmm. So Kip was working second shift and I had come home late on a Sunday night from a church event. Mm-hmm. So I'd gone to church and then I'd run to the gym and I'd worked out and I came home and there was a massive downpouring thunderstorm. So I rushed from my car on the on the curb. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have a, a connected garage right. at that point into my home. And there were four men in my home mm-hmm. robbing our home. Mm-hmm. Very traumatic. Yeah. for a 21 year old. They were still in your house. To experience. Yes. They were still in my house. Yes. Thankfully, they just wanted out. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was incredibly traumatic yeah. uh, to go through that. Sure. And so there, there was this massive process of overcoming the fear of being in my own house. Yeah. Um, I had a dear friend who worked for a security system. Mm-hmm. He and his wife donated a system to us. They helped pay for the first mm-hmm. few months of monitoring. Mm-hmm. So we've never not had a home security system since then, literally ever. Right. That's kind of our thing now is, right. is we have home security. And um, so I feel like I had really overcome that fear. Yeah. Like I really felt like God had helped me to overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. And I no longer... L- had that thought every single time I walked into my house. Mm-hmm. Now this is a new, a different home right. since then. Completely different neighborhood. But yeah, yeah. Very uh, nice, safe. Very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. But what it did is it put an awareness in me of when I come and go from my home. Mm-hmm. I always notice how I leave it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we pulled up to our home on Sunday morning, I immediately knew someone had been in my home mm-hmm. because my dining room shades were drawn. Now, these shades were not meant to be privacy shades. They were simply like panels. So they don't cover. It's a huge picture window, and they don't cover the window. Right. I have a draw shade that I draw if we need to have the sun coverage or privacy. Mm -hmm. So I knew as soon as I saw those shades drawn, someone either was was in my home Mm -hmm. or had been in my home. And I said right away, I said, Kip, someone's in our house or has been. And he, he goes, what? I said, yeah, the dining room shades are closed. Yeah. And he goes, babe, you know, probably one of the kids pulled those when we were trying Mm. to get out the door for church. And I said, no, I am 100% sure those were not drawn when we left the house. Mm. I was the last one in the house. And it's something I would have noticed because it's right there in the hub of our home. You should have been a detective. And oh, I know. He tells me that all the time. I really should have been. (laughs) Um, But then, and then I go, oh, and Crosley's shade is off too. Like Mm. it was halfway opened. And if I open his shades, they're open. If I close them, they're fully closed. And And you guys leave your, your house Pretty much just so. Like you're, it's you're always both, super tidy. You're both tidy people. And yeah. so you're going to notice if something's yeah. off. Well, and the Friday before, we were at a water park with yeah. you. And Kip had blessed me yeah. the last few hours of the Friday and cleaned the house top to bottom. Yeah. So it was literally like spick and, spick and span. Um, <laughs> so I knew. And so he pulled up the driveway a little bit. And then he goes, oh, yeah, the garage door, the side garage door is open. So at that point, he puts the car in park and he jumped out and I'm like, do not go in the house. Yeah. You know, he is like a manly man. Right. He's a bow He's hunter. Gonna go he... save the save the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, honey, you know, you're not like, you are not going in that house. Like the, the mama bear came right. out right. <laughs> and he like kind of starts to look around into the garage and he's like, oh, sure enough, you know, our TVs are in the garage. <laughs> so we knew at that point that there were either people in the home or had been. Right. And so he got back in the car. He, we called 911. Um, I called you yep. and, uh, it took the police 14 minutes to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, it took you and all of our brothers, um, three and a half minutes to yeah. respond <laughs> and the power of family. Yeah. Right. Right. So up comes rolling, you know, five vehicles full of all of my men, you know, all yeah. of my brothers. Yep. And, um, you know, a hundred other people would have been there had I not been like, no, just, Don't just hold off. <laughs> um, immediately our neighbor, who is a former law enforcement, was out there. Um, and yeah, yep. we had we had had a home invasion. Mm-hmm. It was um, a pretty... Not, I don't want to say cool sight, but in a sense it was to see all of those men, all yeah. of your brothers and some some friends that are like brothers, yeah. just these guys just standing there on the sidewalk, like ready to ready, defend us, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. I think all of the guys were literally like, dude, you punk walk out of that house. And, yeah. We will own your yeah. booty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on out here and try. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I was praying like, Oh, Lord Jesus, I do not want any of them to go to jail over mm-hmm. my house. Mm-hmm. So please don't let them walk out. Right. Let them um, be our, yeah. Yeah. But um, so, so yeah, so, so there was that. And of course, m- the immediate thought was, oh my gosh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Because I knew the process that we went through 14 years ago when yeah. we had the home invasion. Yeah. And 
So anyway, you loaded our kiddos up and you took them off to your house mm-hmm. to get lunch and naps and all the normal things that you still have to do when life hits. Yeah. And we didn't want them knowing yeah. really yeah. the severity of what was happening. Yeah. So so as we walked through, um, well, we ended up, the police show up and my husband said, you know, we're not sure. We, we can tell we have interrupted them. We don't know if they're still in the home. So at that point, they called backup. The police had, you know, went in, weapons drawn, yeah. had to clear the entire house. Um, and so then they had Kip and I walk through with them and it was kind of funny because when we walked in, we walked in the garage steps and the steps were all busted up and we thought that's very bizarre. They're wooden steps. Why are they all busted up? But, um, we walk in and the officer's like, is this normal? And there was my son's dirt bike, his motorized dirt bike laying in our guest bathroom is this normal? with the charger and no. I'm like uh you do not know us sir <laughs> um, I'm like nope no that's not we don't store his dirt bike in the bathroom, in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um so there was some humor there but yeah I mean literally literally every drawer every closet everything mm-hmm. was disrupted in every room in every single yeah. room mm-hmm. um I, there was not like an inch un like untouched really right uh, well there was one tiny little space untouched um so we're walking through the home kind of taking you know just like taking it all in and um then we went down into the basement and as soon as we walked into the basement I saw this little like movable dolly that we have and it was out in the middle of the room and I thought what in the world did they get that dolly out for hmm. and because that's normally in your garage it's right? yeah 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 they grabbed it from our garage and um we walk into one of our rooms down there and as soon as we walked in, now the detective is with us with that point at that point, mm-hmm. and the officer. Okay. And we walk in, and I go, "Oh my gosh, Kip, they stole your safe." Hmm. So Heather, this nine hundred pound, like the size of a grown man, could get inside of this safe. They had stolen it out of our basement, hmm. and. It was like this super surreal moment where mm-hmm. I literally felt like I was in the scene of a movie mm-hmm. where it was like, there is no flipping way. Right. They stole a 900-pound safe. Because it took uh, motorized equipment and four men to get it in the house. Right. Because right? when we bought it, we had to hire a company to move it in. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So they, yeah. So all of a sudden we knew like, okay, this is a much bigger deal than just a break-in. Right. Just some teenagers. This is, yeah. Like this, this right. was premeditated. Um, yeah. So fast forward a little bit and well, we, you know, my sister and I, we ended up walking, our sister-in-law, we, we walked through, we kind of packed some bags for the kids. I didn't want the kids to see it. I didn't just want them to have to no, deal with it. No, so no. pack some bags and, you know, we're like, okay, we're not going to stay here tonight. There was shattered glass all over the mm-hmm. carpeting. Um, so we, it wasn't even safe. So we were going to stay elsewhere and, um, we, it just was almost funny to go. Dude, Satan is so ticked off at us mm-hmm. that he would even send someone to try mm-hmm. and destroy, to try and disrupt even our home. Right. You know, like you can throw all this stuff at us, but to even come in to destroy our home again, yeah. like for a second time. Yeah. Um, And so I really did, I really did have that mindset of like, this is such not good timing because I'm so tired already. Right. But oh my goodness, like... He knows that we're a threat. Yeah. He knows we're serving yeah. people and reaching people for yeah. the kingdom of God. And um, so we've recently found out that it it was the reason they targeted our home specifically is because it was on the market. It was mm-hmm. for sale. There were photos of the home mm-hmm. like anyone in today's normal, setting has. Normal. That's how people shop for homes is right, online. Right. So it's not like you can put your house for sale and not put photos up. Right. Um, but there was a photo of the safe. And so they specifically broke into the home to remove the safe. For the safe. And um, it is it ends up that it's actually a federal case now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there are multiple homes across the country that they're doing the same exact thing to where multiple safes have been stolen, multiple firearms. They're going specifically for firearms. And um, so it's actually turned into a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, And just to be clear, you're not staying there right now. No, we're not. (laughs) Because there's, I mean, there's no reason to at this point. Yeah, yeah, we're not. Um, I don't know, Heather. It's just, I almost feel a little bit at a loss for words because I know God is writing a story through our little family, mm-hmm. through our little crew. I don't know exactly what it is, 
But before Kip and I actually had Crosley, we were pregnant and he had a really vivid, I would say encounter. Mm -hmm. It it felt like a dream. I think it was an encounter Mm -hmm. of um, like Crosley trying to be attacked physically Mm -hmm. in my womb. And we knew right then and there that God had a big, his handprint on our children. Yes. And, um, it's been so obvious ever since then, Mm -hmm. really with all of them, Mm -hmm. it's been so obvious that there is, there are constant attacks being launched against them, but it's also been so cool to see God because he has also sent so many messages to us to go, Hey, I have got your back. That's right. Like even to the point where someone prophesied over one of our children and said, there have, they didn't know him and said, all of these physical attacks have been launched against him. And they said, but the Lord is sending mm-hmm. a a massive army to demolish yes. this rogue enemy. Yes. And I was like, yes. And I keep hearing that and mm-hmm. thinking that and believing that over our family mm-hmm. is greater is he that is in us. That's right. Than he that is trying to be against us. That's right. Um, so and there's I, great hope. I there can't imagine that anyone that is going through this i mean you're not you're not like standing up with pom-poms and saying yay our house got invaded and we have all of this now to deal with you know fear comes in a little bit i'm sure you know we've got whether it be with you or the kids or you know whatever that that invasion of privacy you've got all of this headache of Mm -hmm. you know they stole some credit cards and some Mm -hmm. private information Mm -hmm. and so you've got all of that to Mm -hmm. deal with you know do we do we still go back and live there you've got all of this stuff but at the same time, like I, I feel like I'm hearing you say, this will not defeat us. Mm-mm. We are not going to let Satan get the upper hand in this. We're going to count it all joy. We yep. are going to yep. persevere because of the, you know, the trying of our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, those trials bring perseverance and bring endurance. Is that, am I correct in hearing you say that? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I have to read this passage that I read this morning, um, my mother-in-law sent it to us this morning. And it's interesting because yesterday morning I started to read it hmm. and I got interrupted by my sweet littles and I didn't get to get back to it. And so then she texted it to my husband and me and um, I started reading it. And I want to read the first seven verses. So the whole passage is incredible. And I'd ask all of you to read it. But it's Psalm 37 and it says this. I feel like our family is living this now okay like right yes. now mm-hmm. it says don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong for like grass they soon fade away like spring flowers they soon wither hmm. trust in the lord and do good then you will live safely in the land and you will prosper hmm. take delight in the lord and he will give you your heart's desires commit everything you do to the lord trust him and he will help you he will make your innocence radiant like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Hmm. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Hmm. And it goes on and on and on about how God defends us and, hmm. and God is going to deal with the wicked and God is going to mm-hmm. um, like draw his bow towards those who do evil against the hmm. righteous. And, um, it literally, like, it just made me smile to go, man, God is so for us. And, um, as much of the Psalms are, that was a Psalm, you know, written by David when, yeah. you know, he had to trust in the Lord cause he had wicked people pursuing him. Right. And, um, it's just been interesting to see like God's word just minister to my heart when the, the natural tendency of our lives, I think, would be to step into that spirit of fear mm-hmm. and to live in so much fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also to go to that whole, like, woe is, like, play the, like, really sit in the victim seat. Mm-hmm. Like, say, look at all this bad stuff that's happened to me and look at all these struggles that I have. And when we do that, it, there no healing comes from that right. place. No, um, no faith comes from that place. Right. It's it's our eyes turned only towards the things that are happening mm-hmm. to us instead of turned up towards the Lord and yeah. and what He is doing in and through us in any trial or any season. Yeah, because God's always working. We just don't always understand why He's allowing what He's allowing and the purpose He's going to do through it. Um, you know, because his word says that what the enemy means for evil, yeah. God will use for good. Yeah. And we share that with our kids a lot. Because yeah. um, I think in helping leading the church, we mm-hmm. end up dealing with situations that are heartbreaking yeah. and are tough to yeah. understand. Like, 
why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Why is this happening? And and just that understanding that God's ways are so much higher than ours. Yeah. Um, so I absolutely adore what my big brother Than said. He he posted last night. They've gone through a lot recently as yeah. well. The yeah. battle has been raging against them. And he posted this incredible thing on Facebook, which we should pull it up and read it. But it's um, he talked about how all of these like all of these things have come about in his life and then multiple people commented underneath it and um actually mom made the comment she's like yeah i'm just ready for a pause Mm. from the attacks Mm -hmm. and and i don't blame her because she's got seven children Mm -hmm. and six children in loves and lots of grandbabies so there's a lot of pressure of you know different things for her to carry and um his response was so right on. Mm-hmm. He said, an eternal pause is coming. Mm. And for those of us that are Christ followers, yeah. it's so true. We have an eternal pause, mm-hmm. but the but the point, that's our home going. Right. And so this, this life is never going to be completely peace-filled. Right. It can be peaceful in the midst of crazy chaos and storms, but it's always going to be a battle because there's always going to be good and there's always going to be evil. Right. Um, well, and Heidi, God did not promise us safety. No. I think that is something that we as Christians misrepresent what Scripture says. He did not promise us safety. Right. You know, he said you will have mm-hmm. trials and mm-hmm. adversities. Yep. Following me is not the wide path. It's a narrow path. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read this, what Theon said, because it was so good. He says, bring it on. That is my new personal translation for James 1, 2, which is the first that I just read. Yeah. Which actually says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. The last couple of weeks have been something else. If it can go wrong, it has. If it can break or break down, it has. If a person I love, if it's a person I love, it has gotten sick or injured. From damaging weather to plumbing emergencies to car troubles to family illnesses to loss of or injury to loved ones, the last couple of weeks have brought all of it and more. It seems we barely get started addressing one issue before the next one arises. And just a side note, the same day that you got broken into, our sweet grandpa, who was the guest on our podcast a few months ago, fell mm-hmm. and was um, injured fairly mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. Um, and ended up in the ER. Right. That was the same yeah. day. Yeah. But I think it was to be expected because a couple of weeks ago, Brooke, which is my brother's wife, Brooke and I made an intentional decision to anticipate adversity rather than shrink from it. Mm-hmm. We felt as though we'd been looking for the path of least resistance rather than the one on which God could accomplish the most. So we consciously decided to look at adversity as confirmation that we are walking a path that threatens the enemy, which is exactly what you said, Heidi. Right. We intentionally decided to walk through adversity rather than around it. So it really wasn't a surprise that adversity began coming in all forms. Some have been serious, like health and safety threats. Others have been annoying, like plumbing leaks through the ceiling or a dead car battery. But it's been almost humorous how consistent it has been. And I will not claim a perfect record in reacting to each situation, but I will say that it has helped a great deal to be in a state of anticipating adversity and to have made a pre-decision that we will take it as a sign that we are on the correct path. Right. My guess is that as I hang a new drywall ceiling in the basement tonight, a new issue will arise. So I say in advance, bring it on. A few first world inconveniences aren't going to move us from pursuing a closer walk with our king. The challenges and roadblocks are simply confirmation that we have moved off the path of least resistance and onto a path that God will use in mighty ways. So bring it on. And Heidi, my encouragement and challenge to all of us, to us and to anyone listening, is that if you are ready to say that, mm-hmm. make sure that your spiritual life is ready. Right. Make sure that your faith your eyes are turned towards Jesus, mm-hmm. that your heart is soft and mm-hmm. moldable towards yep. him and that you are ready because the reason you and Kip have been able to respond the way you've responded in this last week is because your eyes were turned to Jesus. Right. Your hearts were turned to him. The condition of your heart was towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I, I imagine that your responses would have looked very different mm-hmm. and sounded very different had you not been in line with his path for you. Absolutely. And I, the last time I preached at church, Heather, um, 
I remember saying something that wasn't in my notes that I felt like God just put, like had come out of my mouth. Um, and it was that like difficult times, times of grieving or times of um, just difficulty in life, they're not meant for bailing mm-hmm. on building the kingdom of mm-hmm. God. Yeah. They're meant for building That's right. the kingdom of God. That's right. I think that our human side so often wants to bail mm-hmm. when it gets rough mm-hmm. and to go, man, whatever it takes to make this stop, mm-hmm. count me in. Yeah. And I think, but the, the, the Jesus in us yeah. says that no matter what's coming, mm-hmm. I've got you. Um, I love what Joshua 1.9 says. I read this yesterday. So God is so cool to speak when we need to hear exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Yep. So on my um, Bible app, on my phone, there's a verse of the day and it pops up. And it's like almost always right exactly on what mm-hmm. I need it to say. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday, it said, he guards the path of the just and he protects those who are faithful to him. <laughs> that was Sunday, the day we got broken into. Yesterday, it says this. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do Mm -hmm. not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. (laughs) And I just thought like God is so, so intentional to speak to us. Yes. And then this is the point of it all, Heather. The verse today, which I just read um, right before we were going to be podcasting, was is Romans 8, 39, one of my very favorite, mm. favorite verses. It says, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Mm. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hmm. And I just, I think someone needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. I think the love of God is right beside you. Yeah. And there are powers of this world that are trying to keep you from it, yep. from choosing it, from yep. accepting That's that right. free gift. Yep. Um, and so you just, you just got to drop your guard and accept that and receive that. Yeah. And then to those that are Christ's followers, you've got to take heart knowing that nothing mm-hmm. can separate us. Mm-hmm. Like we are chosen by Jesus. We are his. And that is that. Right. That is the end of the story. That's right. God fights for you. And no matter what you walk through, I know some of you listening are walking through tough, tough things. Right. But Jesus is for you. Yeah. And maybe you are a Christ follower and maybe it's been a while since you've turned to him mm-hmm. and just said, you know, Jesus, I need to cry it out with you right now. Yeah. Like go into your closet if you yeah. need to and yeah. close the door mm-hmm. and just just cry it out yep. with him mm-hmm. and get back to that place of going, okay, Jesus, like, I want to hear from you because I want this life to, to be, to make a, an impact Yes, because it's not about this life on earth. It's that's about right. the people that we impact and the eternity that we get to spend yeah. with Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. And you know, one of my favorite sayings is sometimes you got to put on your high heels and kick Satan in the face. You know, Heck yeah. you just got to say, nope, not today, Satan. You're not going to mess with this girl today. You are not going to mess with this family today. And right. you have to call him out. Yeah. You have to rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And you have to put on your armor and say, I'm going to, I'm going to participate mm-hmm. in this battle because mm-hmm. Satan, you keep coming at me. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull out my yeah. sword. I'm going to put up my shield of faith and I'm going to demand that you leave. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, I would look back at my life this just hit me. Probably six years ago, I did not know how to receive. Hmm. Like I have always been a doer. Yeah. And it was pride. I see now it was pride that I thought that if I received, it made me feel less. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't do it all alone. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not superwoman if Mm -hmm. I let someone serve me. Um, And I realized that was pride in my life. And it's funny to see God's walked me through this journey that has allowed me to be broken of that Hmm. and put me in some positions where I'm forced to receive. Yeah. You know, like I just think of mom right now, my sweet, our sweet mama. She stepped in in such a profound way on days that I like physically can't function and care for our children. Um, Because caring for three little kids requires a lot of energy and a lot of focus and attention. And I haven't had that every day. Some days I do and some days I don't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's just been a true blessing. I think always be aware that God works so often through his people. Mm-hmm. And when you are crass or are not willing to receive from God's people, mm-hmm. you're actually saying, God, I'm not willing to receive from, from you. you. That's right. And then you wonder why your breakthrough's not coming. That's right. That's so good. Because you're not receiving yeah. from the hand of God. Yeah, that's so good. Well, Heidi, thank you for sharing just all of that pain and heartache and being very 
real about what's going on in your life right now. We never want this podcast to be just all the prettiness and, you know, hey, look at all these great things that are going on. We want it to be a place where people can go, I can so relate to Mm -hmm. that. And so if you're listening and you feel that burden and you feel that weight of what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. what maybe the circumstances are very different, but maybe you have Mm -hmm. that, that feeling please reach out to us. Yes. Um, find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're at the H&H Hour or Heidi Bolt or Heather E. Taves on Instagram and send us a private message. That's how most people get in contact with us. And we would love to pray for you. Yeah. We would love to encourage you. And I know, Heidi, you will keep us up to date mm-hmm. on how things are going. Yep. What your health is like. I will. Um, yep. Where your family lands because mm-hmm. God's got something even better yep. for you. <laughs> He's on the move. He is on the move. Yep. Um, I can't wait to see what he does yeah, in and through be this. And we are just going to, if you're the praying kind, mm-hmm. praying kind of person and you're listening, just pray for Kip and Heidi right mm-hmm. now yeah. that they would be able to navigate this season, continue to navigate it with um, wisdom mm-hmm. and peace. Yeah. You know, and that just that that strength that comes only from the Lord mm-hmm. would be pre- so present in your yeah, life. Absolutely. So, and if you're not the praying kind, I would encourage you to give it a try. Yeah, because it really does it does change your life. It does. And um, yeah. you know, life life's too hard to not have people helping you through it. And life is too hard. I don't know where I would be without Jesus. No, I don't even want to consider it. Mm-mm. Probably not. It wouldn't be good. (laughs) Podcasting today. Probably not. Sharing your story. Probably not. Well, thank you for listening, and we will um, keep you updated. And if there's anything we can pray for you for, reach out. We love you all so much. Have a great day.